0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Underachiever Sports Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 21st, and on the slate, we had one game last night. That game would once again be your Tampa Bay Rays facing off in their second game against the Seattle Mariners at home. It would be yet another loss for your Tampa Bay Rays, who would lose by a final score of seven to four. It's just it's tough to see the Rays win three games in a row on the road against the Seattle Mariners just a week ago, and to come back home and lose their first two games of the home series. It continues to be the same problems. The pitching has just been poor. I mean, in the three games we played at Seattle, we only gave up a total of seven runs. In the first two games at home, we've given up nine runs and seven runs. So it's just it's crazy to think that you could take the total amount of runs scored by Seattle at home in that three-game series, and it is equal to or less – than any amount of run they scored in any game at Tropicana Field. Seven, Giving up seven runs and giving up nine runs is not going to win you any baseball game. It's very tough to compete with that. So the pitching has to get a lot better, a lot quicker, because right now we are tied with the Oakland Athletics. For that second wildcard spot, we are losing traction in the playoff race. But for now, let's just go over the game and see what maybe the players or the coach could have done a little better. So, Kevin Cash would throw out a lineup. He would put Austin Meadows batting first in right field. Tommy Pham batting second in left field. G-Man Choi batting third as the DH. Travis Darno batting fourth at first base. Matt Duffy playing third and batting fifth. Eric Sogard was the second baseman batting sixth. Willie Ademis batted seventh and played shortstop. Keir Meyer would play center field and bat eighth. And then Zanino was the number nine hitter playing catcher. Big problem with this lineup last night for Kevin Cash was that he got no production out of the two, three, four, and five spots. Right? So he got hits out of the first batter, and he got hits out of the six through nine guys. But that's not gonna win you baseball games. You gotta get hits out of that power positions. The three hole for the cleanup batter. I mean, G Man Choi 0 for 4 in the 3 spot. Travis Darnell 0 for 4 in the cleanup, a combined 0 for 8. And then if you add the number 2 batter and the number 5 batter, they want a combined 0 for 14. I mean, you can't have a 4 stretch, a stretch of 4 batters in your lineup go a combined 0 for 14. That that's not going to do it, especially when it's right in the middle of your order like that, where all your best hitters are supposed to be hitting. I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe because it was a right-handed pitcher. I don't know. I'm not really sure why he moved Meadows up to the one spot and Tommy Fam down to the two spot after he had just, he just switched those two guys. Must have been because... Uh, Pitching matchups, I don't know. Seems like a weird thing to do, especially when Tommy Pham let off yesterday's game with a home run. But that is interesting. Both pitching staffs kind of went with the same method last night. They had their starters only throw one inning. It it worked for the Mariners. It did not work for the Rays. The Rays would throw Diego Castillo who would pitch one inning, give up two hits, two earned runs, with two strikeouts. Not a good inning for Mr. Castillo. Uh, Whistler for the Mariners would, however, have a good outing, one inning, one hit, no earned runs, and no strikeouts. Um, Most of the damage would be done on both sides. By the second pitchers of the game, they would throw the bulk of the game it would be Jalen Beaks, fourth Rays, who would give up two earned runs off four hits, four strikeouts in five innings. He would get the loss for your Tampa Bay Rays last night. Um, Milner would come in for two innings. He would give up two hits, one earned run, one strikeout. And Kittridge would pitch the ninth, give up one hit, no earned runs, and one strikeout. So, uh, as a total pitching staff, they really didn't have a good night again. Although, it seems <clears throat> a common trend of these past two games, the pitching staff gave up a five earned runs, and the Mariners scored seven. So, the defense has definitely been shaky, because last night, we gave up four unearned runs. Tonight, we gave up two unearned runs. You know, 5-4 is a lot closer than 7-4, so... Defense needs to be better. The errors are definitely getting to us and are giving up a lot of runs. Um, yeah, so, I mean, on the other side, the Mariners would throw five guys. They would throw one more pitcher than we did. Malone gave up four runs. He gave up all the runs in the game for the Mariners because there was a point The Mariners got up 2-0, then we tied it 2-2, then we actually took the lead at 4-2, and then they would tie it 4-4, go up 6-4 the next inning, and then 7-4 the next inning. So let's go over these scoring plays and do the play-by-play, inning-by-inning. See where it went wrong. We'll do the scoring plays. Okay, on top of the first inning, Diego Castillo would give up a home run to Seeger. Uh, he would homer to right field, hit a good shot, 4 08. Crawford scored, made it 2 0. The Rays would strike in the bottom of the second innings, and Nino would score at Dennis on a single to left. Meadows grounded into a fielder's choice. Kiermaier would score, that would tie the game up 2 2. Um, then we would get back on the storage seat in the bottom of the fourth inning. Kiermaier would double the left. Sogard would score. Ademis to third. Later in that same inning, Austin Meadows would ground out to second base. However, that would score Willie Ademis, who got to third on the Kiermaier double. Kiermaier would get to third, and that would give the Rays a 4-2 to two lead going into the top of the fifth inning. However, the Rays would quickly give the lead right back. Lopes would score on a Jalen Beeks wild pitch. Broxton would go to second. Later in the inning, Nola would double the left, scoring Broxton. Crawford would be thrown out at home. That would keep the game tied at four. Then in the top of the sixth inning, Murphy, once again, would homer in this series. He'd homer to left center field, scoring Seager a two-run shot. That's Murphy's third home run in the last couple of games against the Rays. And then in the top of the seventh, Seager would double to right, and Noah would score, making it a 7-4 ball game, and no runs would be scored after the top of the seventh inning. That would do it for your Tampa Bay Rays. And they really, really, really got to focus on that guy, Murphy. He's got six home runs in his last four games, and he's got three in his last two against us. So definitely keep an eye on him. It seems like Nola's name got mentioned a lot. Seager's name got mentioned a lot. Really got to do a better job of keeping those guys in check because it is really the heart of their order. Nola bats third, Seager bats fourth, Murphy bats fifth. And they are having good seasons. So if I'm a raised pitcher, definitely have to keep a better eye out on those three guys in the order. Uh, good game by Willie Demis at the plate, went three for four. Good game for Kiermaier. Those two guys were the only multi-hit guys in the game. Everybody else, Zanino, Sogard, and Austin Meadows all had one hit, and then, of course, as I said before, the two through five guys—Fam, Choi, Darno, and Duffy—all were offers. Last night in the game, just got to get more production from the, you know, good part of the lineup. You can't, you can't be batting second, third, fourth, and fifth if you're not going to get on base. So, got to have better production. Out of those guys for sure. Um, The Rays will play another game today on Wednesday. They will play their last game against the Seattle Mariners. And then they will not skip a beat as they play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four game series against the Baltimore Orioles. So no days off until Monday. Monday will be a, a, uh, I guess, travel day from Baltimore to Houston. But there will be raised coverage every day for the next five days. So definitely look for that. Uh, The Buccaneers will play Friday night, as does the Orlando City Soccer Club. So Saturday morning, you'll have a pretty loaded podcast. Uh, Maybe in the next couple of days, Thursday, Friday, we can do maybe a preview to one of those games or both those games, but for now, the last couple of days, I've just been doing Rays recaps because none of those games are really that close to be, to happening yet. There's still a couple of days away, a few days away. So when we get a little closer, maybe tomorrow I'll do a preview on one of them, and then the next day, Friday morning, we'll do a preview. Of another one that's coming up, out of the two games. Uh, let me see really quickly. The Bucks, the Bucks will be playing the Cleveland Browns, which should be exciting. Hopefully, we get to see a lot of the starters and a lot of the starters for the Cleveland Browns as well. Uh, if we could see Beckham and Baker Mayfield, that'd be pretty cool. And then Orlando has Atlanta United on Friday at 8 o'clock on ESPN. So we'll have those two games to preview, and that will really be it for the week. Uh, We're still waiting on UCF and USF to get their football season started. Lightning and Magic still got a couple months before they start. So we're just holding on to baseball, soccer, and football right now, and we are having A blast covering it. So that'll do it for me today. Everybody have a safe day out there on the roads, driving to work. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.